listening to Birthplace of Next, the podcast where city leaders discuss the latest news and developments in Dayton that continue to make it livable and a sustainable and innovative community. I'm Chief Communication Officer Tony Bankston, and on today's episode, we sit down with the city's Director of Human Resources, Ken Couch. Ken oversaw the implementation of the new paid parental leave policy one year ago. Today, we'll hear how HR policies like this one are shaping the city's culture. Ken, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Tony. Glad to be here. For our listeners who may not be familiar with the term parental leave, can you explain how this type of leave differs from maternity leave or leave that people can take other FMLA? Yes, if, uh, for maternity leave, it's, uh, only, it's only eligible for women, obviously, uh, maternity leave. What we wanted to do in Dayton, uh, we wanted to make sure that both men and women could have time off at the birth or adoption of a child, uh, some work-life balance, which we thought was very important for our employees. So what exactly can employees do under this policy? Employees are eligible for six weeks of paid time off at the birth or adoption of a child. The first two weeks, they can use accrued leave to take the time off. They can choose to actually work the first two weeks, or they can supplement it with their uh, accrued time off, or take the two weeks without pay. The final four weeks are paid uh, 70% by the city, and then again, the employee has the option of substituting 30% with their accrued leave. So we are a year into the program. How many employees have taken advantage of this program so far? 64 employees used it for the first year. And what's the breakdown between men and women? It was a little surprising. It's 54 men and 10 women. That is surprising that there's more men than women. Um, I know that earlier today you uh, addressed the city commission and you had a person come up and talk about the benefits as far as they were concerned. But um, what are some of the surprising benefits that you're seeing from employees as far as work-life balance and and positives with this program? That's exactly it, Tony. Uh, We asked the the people who had participated if they would be willing to share their comments and their observations about the parental leave in the first year. And we got quite a few comments. All of them were positive, and most of them concentrated on they really were appreciative of having that time at home with either the husband or the wife, depending on who was using the maternity leave, to bond with their new child. So this is what the major milestone is with this program? Yes, absolutely. Uh, The work-life balance is so important. Uh, You know, family is very, very important. Work will be there. And I can't think of a more critical time that an employee would be, should be able to be home than at the birth or adoption of a child. Dayton is known to be an innovator, as you know. Um, What are some of the kudos we got with implementing this program? Well, for, uh, one of the things we did, we, we made this apply citywide, whether you were covered by a collective bargaining agreement or not. Uh, I asked the unions if they wanted to be involved in this. Uh, I was not extracting any concession like you would at bargaining. Uh, they all said, yes, that would be great. So we applied it to all the employees as an additional leave on top of the vacation and sick leave, or in some cases, family medical leave option. So just another, another benefit of leave that they can use in these certain circumstances. It's only for the birth of a, or adoption of a child. So instead of either not taking time off or taking time off without pay, or because of financial concerns, having to rush back to work two weeks after the birth of a child, uh, mom and dad can both get time off to bond with their baby. Now, if you're a, a mom and, and you're having a difficult pregnancy, this leave is separate from taking any type of sick leave prior to having the child. This comes in effect immediately following the birth of the child. Yes, this does not impact uh, FMLA use prior to the birth of the child. Uh, so uh, uh, employees are still eligible for their full 12 weeks if they haven't used any other FMLA uh, in those situations that would warrant it. 
Okay. Dayton was actually the first local jurisdiction to implement such a policy. Have you seen other municipalities follow suit? Uh, yes, we have. Uh, you're correct. Dayton was the first uh, local jurisdiction in Ohio uh, to implement paid parental leave. We modeled it after state law. We didn't see any reason to go out and try to reinvent the wheel if it was already something that state employees were eligible for. Uh, I think the mayor commented this morning, I knew that Cincinnati had adopted a policy. I didn't know it was six days after we adopted ours, and they referred to it as the Dayton model. Well, that's uh, kind of neat. It is. It is. It is. It's very cool that we got to go first. Uh, and I've had had some uh, conversations with the city of Columbus, who is investigating the possibility of having uh, paid parental leave. So speaking of Dayton being an innovator and going first, I'd like to switch gears and talk about some other um, HR happenings at the city of Dayton. Sure. In July, the city commission approved a $5 million contract with HealthStat to operate and manage an off-site clinic to serve members of the city's health care plan. Can you talk a little bit about that? Certainly. That is uh, also very exciting. Uh, once we open these doors, which is planned for uh, late November, uh, we'll be a first in the state again. We'll be the first local jurisdiction to have an off-site employee health and wellness center in the state of Ohio. Uh, HealthStat is a national company. They run about 300, and it's commonly referred to as clinic. We call ours a health and wellness center because it fits in well with our Be Well Healthy program. Absolutely. They operate about 300 of these across the country. There's four or five that they operate here in Ohio, but they're all private businesses. Uh, as I said, ours would be the first government uh, off-site health and wellness center. What's really neat about this is that you mentioned it was a five million dollar contract. That's a big contract. That's a big number. It's anticipated to, uh, it will cost not to exceed one million dollars a year. Now okay. the good news, because you think a million dollars, that's a health care spend. The good news is if only 30 percent of our eligible population, which would be the employee and their covered family members, if only 30 percent use that health and wellness center, that we are guaranteed a return on investment in 18 months. Wow. So what will happen is the money that I'm spending on the Health and Wellness Center, I won't spend downstream in more expensive claims. Our goal is to have a healthier, more productive workforce. And you start that by catching things early, checking pre-hypertensive, pre-diabetes. Uh, we do blood screenings, uh, and it'll be a regular doctor's office. Any, okay. If you're two years and up, okay. none of the clinics that we interviewed, nobody will take pediatric small children. So children two years and up, if you're a city employee or on the employee's insurance, you're eligible to utilize this health and wellness center. So the goal really is to um, get at those people who are maybe homeless, medical homeless. Yes, that's a, term, that's a term I learned <laughs> as I got into this uh, doing the RFP, that the idea is that nobody should be medically homeless. So if you don't have a primary care physician, you certainly can use this as your primary care physician. But even if you do, Tony, have a primary care physician, and you can't get in to see your doctor for a day or two or something you're just not feeling very well, you can go see this doctor. And the nice thing about this is we're going to allow our employees to go on duty, on, oh, okay. on, on city time. You schedule an appointment. It's going to be close enough downtown. You can get there and back within an hour. Uh, the center has guaranteed us that if it's a scheduled appointment, employees won't have more than a five-minute wait time. When was the last time you went to your doctor and didn't wait more than five minutes? I can't remember. <laughs> so we're really excited. Also, we'll take walk-ins. Uh, okay. the, the facility we're looking at is a really nice facility. It's in a medical office building. Uh, one of the things we had to look at, Tony, that you might not think about when you're looking for least space for a medical facility, we had to find one with a parking lot big enough to get oh, fire trucks absolutely. and garbage trucks in because 
Our crews are going to be allowed to go, let their supervisor know what's happening, and go take care of their uh, medical issues right there, and then either get back to work if they feel like it, or go home. Okay. How many hours will the clinic be open each week? Initially, it's going to be open 45 hours a week, uh, seeing patients 40 hours a week. Okay. Uh, we have to allow lunch time for the uh, uh, the staff to take care of the stuff. Uh, initially, we're going to open it um, two days, two or three days a week. It'll open at seven and then close eight and a half hours later. And the other days, it'll open about I think nine or ten and stay open a little bit later in the evening. Okay. Now, what we're going to do, we'll check the census every time an employee uses the center. They'll be asked to do a survey. You know, how were you treated? How did you get in? Also, were the hours convenient? Because we're already, we've already had discussions with the vendor that if our employee population would rather have a Saturday morning available and not a Friday afternoon, then we'll start making changes and we'll drive the hours to match the employee population and their needs. Okay. And so I know that HealthStat got a three-year contract to, to start this clinic for us. And then um, they will be providing routine services. You can choose them to be your primary care, but if you have a primary care physician, then you can certainly go there and get seen and get medication while you're on the job. Yes, yes. And, and the contract with HealthStat, was, it's a, it's a three-year with an option to renew for two, uh, two years. It's a million dollars a year. That's why it was a five-year, uh, five million dollar contract. There. We had the option not to continue after three years. Okay. I don't think that's going to be an issue. No, I, I think, think we're going to have a very long, healthy relationship with our, our vendor. And the people who work at the Health and Wellness Center, the doctors, the nurses, the staff, they're not City of Dayton employees. They work for HealthStat either okay. by contractor or as employee. We don't hire them. We don't fire them. We'll get to meet the staff as they come on board or whatever. But I have no access to any, any employees' medical information there. Okay. We specifically, to make sure that our employee population was comfortable with this, we will not be doing uh, occupational health, so they won't do work comp claims. Okay. Uh, they won't do any of our pre-employment or uh, uh, for-cause drug testing. It's a completely separate facility. Oh, okay. I want people to feel comfortable that they're going into their physician and not the city doctor. And that their medical records are secure. Absolutely. Okay. So... Um, You've touched on this a little bit, but how do policies like parental leave and this new clinic really benefit taxpayers? I think it, it's part of our strategy that was in place before I arrived in the city a couple years ago with our Be Well um, wellness program. What we're trying to do is we think a, a healthy employee is a happier employee and a more productive employee. You mentioned earlier about the return on investment in the Health and Wellness Center. You know, that's the dollars, the budget, that's very important. But I think you can look at just about any study out there, and the less stressful an employee is at home, then the more productive they are at work. Think about your own situation. If you want to go to your doctor, you have to schedule the appointment, you have to take time off work, you have to go to your doctor's office. I'm sure you're thinking about work while you're sitting in your doctor's office. Who's going to take care of that job on my desk type of thing? In this case, just go on my time because I want you to get healthy and well as soon as possible for your sake and mine. So I think the citizens benefit by less time off. We'll track that over a series of, you know, the first year of the clinic and then the first 18 months and track sick leave uses and see if it has any impact on it. I think the the comments back from the employees are going to be very instructive just like, like they were on the parental leave. You tell me your experience. How did this help you? And the fact that you can go on duty, I think, is the greatest thing that we're going to oh, be able to do out there. Absolutely. It's going to be lower cost than going to your own doctor. 
uh, it'll be paid. You can use your uh, health savings account because we're in a high deductible health plan. So you won't notice any difference. You, like, it looks like any, it is a doctor's office. Will the cost for employees going to this center be about the same as going to their doctor? Will it be? It will be less expensive than going to your own physician because what we're doing is, and you're asking, well, how can we do that? Well, we're doing it because we are a self-funded high deductible health plan. So we pay all the premiums anyway. So the city's self-insured. We self-insure. So whether uh, the analogy I use is, and we use Anthem as our uh, third-party uh, administrator to administer the claims. So am I going to pay out of the left pocket and pay directly Anthem bill, or do I take money out of the right pocket and set up your own doctor's office and just pay them directly? And remember, these people are not paid on the per-patient basis. They get a salary. Oh. So their job is going to spend time with you to make sure you, you get your questions answered, and they don't have to do the churn that uh, maybe your own doctor's office has to do. So I think it will be less expensive. And I think in the long run that the, the employee is going to save money, the city is going to save money. We're going to have a healthier, more productive workforce. Thanks, Ken. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, I think that's it. Uh, good news this morning, you know, the one-year uh, review of the parental leave, and now we're about to open uh, the first uh, off-site employer-based health and wellness center in the state of Ohio. That's very exciting. And I'm sure we'll have you back on to talk about it once we get it underway. Look forward to that. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. For more information about paid parental leave and the city's health clinic, please visit DaytonOhio.gov. Thanks for listening to Birthplace of Next, a publication of the City of Dayton's Office of Communication and Public Affairs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss the latest news about business, technology, and development in Dayton. If you have questions or feedback for us, email cityhall at daytonohio.gov.